We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thanks for hanging out with us today here on Empower Radio. Yes, as humans, we are an interesting and unique species. We are a mystery and so is our planet. Conversations about the purpose of life and consciousness, evolution and creation are something that many of us like to contemplate and consider. I sure know that I do. Something else I love about being human is that there are an infinite way that we can create, express, and explore who we are as spiritual beings having a human adventure. Today, my wonderful guest and expert shares with us wisdom about how we can access our power and potential and how we can begin to embrace our true selves in all of its glory. I'm so honored to be spending time with Angel Rose O'Grady and with you. Angel Rose O'Grady is trained in many healing modalities such as Reiki, psychic laser therapy, hypnotherapy, rebirthing, cathara healing, and the Christopher Method sound healing and cellular repattering. Angel teaches the Authenticity Workshop, How to Read the Akashic Records, Transformational Writing, Tarot, as well as Healing with the Tarot. Angel has been a reader of the Akashic Records privately for over 20 years and holds spiritually focused Akashic group sessions online. Angel is also the author of Tarot for Beginners, A Time of Change, and the book we'll be talking about today, The Nature of Reality, Akashic Guidance for Understanding Life and its purpose. So, and Gail, thanks for being here and having this conversation with us here today on Journey to Center. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, your book has a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it I'd, does. <laughs> I'd read a paragraph or two and just have to sit there and oh. contemplate it. It was just really dense with wisdom, and I just absolutely love that. Okay. So I'd like to know a little bit about how you began your spiritual path. How did you get to where you are? Because this is kind of high-minded and high-vibrational and intense. So I know this didn't happen overnight for you. No, it didn't. Actually, uh, my path began when I was 19. I got married out of high school, and my husband was murdered three months later at his place of work. So um, it was really unclear what happened. So I went to my first psychic. I wanted information about him, of course. I wanted to know where he was and what happened. And she became my first teacher. So she basically set me on my path. And luckily, she was a wonderful woman. So she set a good foundation for me. But I found myself, uh, I got interested in the Tarot. So I taught myself Tarot. And I was a reader for 35 years and a teacher. And I found that I loved anything that had to do with uh, the mind and consciousness and how we create our reality and mysticism. So I just kind of jumped in. And as you may know yourself, you just get led to different uh, teachings and different people's work. So that led me to rebirthing. And I, I resonated with that because of their belief in physical immortality, which you know, when I was a little girl, I just always knew that we weren't supposed to die. So that really intrigued me. So I got into that. I started exploring a lot with uh, manifestation and how your thoughts and beliefs do 
create the experiences in your life. And during that time, too, I got married a few more times. I had three children. (laughs) Uh, I studied the Course of Miracles for many years. I meditated. And it was actually during my meditations that um, I was taught by Archangel Raphael for three years. And that kind of came about through uh, me getting into some work that I thought was great, and I found out later that it wasn't great. So that angel kind of took over and uh, shielded me, basically, and taught me a lot about inner alchemy. And I would go on these journeys in my meditations with Raphael to other worlds. But suddenly, you know, I would find myself in my own Akashic Records, which um, is your own library of your journeys through time and space. And it would always be for a purpose, whether it was to show me a lifetime that I lived where I achieved something or a lifetime where I still needed to offer forgiveness uh, to someone or ask forgiveness from someone. And so this went on for maybe two or three weeks. And I found that I couldn't get in consciously, though. It always seemed to be guided by my by either Raphael or my higher self. So I took a class uh, to learn how to get into the Akashic Records myself. And once I did that and I could get in consciously, I switched from reading Tarot to reading the Akashic Records because the information was so much more whole and it really dealt with a person's soul journey. So I found that they were much deeper and um, much more profound readings. So I started doing that in between that time. Of course, I was still learning. Uh, As I mentioned, I went through two or three marriages, so there was a lot to learn through the relationships. Um, So, And I taught. I found that I would teach little classes on whatever I was learning. Uh, So then, you you know, I found that there were people asking me very big questions. It was around 2009, 2010, and people wanted to know about 2012 and what was going to happen and what about the financial collapse and what about healing and what about homeopathy and what about life after death? So I started creating uh, classes, evening classes that were groups where people could come and just ask those questions of the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. And when we did that, we found that source was answering us directly, which was a surprise. And the information coming through was uh, very profound. And that is really the books that you know about a time of change and the nature of reality are books that are transcripts from those groups on different topics. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you have them formatted with questions and answers. It makes it really comprehensive. Um, Yeah. Those those are questions people ask. So the information is always um, the kind of information you receive on any given topic is directly related to the questions people are asking. Yes. Yeah. So that makes it very um, comprehensive because the material is so profound and high minded that I think if you were just to write it all out without that, the you know, the question portion, it might make it really overwhelming because it's like it's very, very high vibrational answers. We'll just say that. <laughs> well, it changed me for sure. And I think the most important thing I've received from our communications with source is you just get answers on a variety of levels. 
So like no matter what level a person is asking a question on, source will address that level, give you a little bit of the higher part of the answer, but also give you practical information about our life here. Yes. Yeah. So I find this so fascinating. I've heard a little bit about the Akashic Records, but I don't know a lot. So is it almost like when you do, you do readings for people, correct? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So do you go, go into like a meditative state? Um, can you tell me a little bit about your process and what maybe someone would experience by virtue of having like an appointment with you? Okay. Well, I get in through a special prayer and that seems to be the common way people get taught to read the records uh, for myself. It was an old Mayan prayer that I was taught that got translated into English and Literally, as soon as you say it, the way you're supposed to say it, you're in this other vibrational field. I mean, it really is that instantaneous. At least it was for me. It actually took me a couple of weeks to get used to it. But um, what I do find is is that your ability to downstep that info is kind of related to your own awareness, you know? Okay, but what people receive is they get a really clear indication of their soul contract, which is what they contracted to do with themselves before they incarnated. So the soul does want to evolve. It does want to master particular things. uh, And that can be very different, wide and varied from lifetime to lifetime. So a person will find out what they're doing here, which in and of itself uh, is huge for people because so many people are confused and don't know why they're here. It will explain your relationships for whether they're happy ones or unhappy ones. It'll give you a great understanding of what your spirit has done so far in its journeys uh, since it's been uh, alive, basically. In other words, it'll show you what you've achieved uh, on a soul level. Like when I first opened the records, I usually get particular colors and those colors are alive and they're filled with information and they'll give me a good assessment of the person's spirit right off the bat. Okay. In terms of their qualities, um, you know, what they've achieved, what their gifts are. So you can also find out your highest career path. And these are questions that somebody would ask in a normal reading, a normal psychic reading, you know, what about my love life? What about my career? Okay. But the thing is, is you get an answer from a very different perspective. It's all answered based on your soul's growth. If something will promote your soul growth or if it's going to regress you backwards, but you won't ever be told what to do, but you will get a really good understanding of who people are to you, why you're in the situation you're in, what your highest path is, what your soul wants to achieve. And then there's, of course, there's in health issues as well. You'll get, Oh, a much deeper answer on health concerns than you would in a psychic reading. And people do ask me as well about people who have crossed over that they want to check on. They still ask about their pets, you know, but you can see all of that in the records, all of that's there. It's just answered from with a purpose of wholeness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find is the most sacred thing about being able to do this work. Oh, I, I can imagine that it's got to be gratifying. You've got to be really helping people. I'm excited. I want to have an appointment with you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good. It sounds pretty incredible. <laughs> it is, well, it is. And, you know, 
you just get such compassion yes. for people because yes. you really do understand the big picture when you're in there, you know? Yeah. And it's not easy for any of us. You know, I, I say all the time, the, the mere fact that we said yes to incarnating as human beings automatically means that someone deserves respect and compassion. That's always my intention to meet people with that because best case scenario, this place is tough. And worst case scenario, it's <laughs> like, like it can be like hell. <laughs> It, yes, can be. In fact, I'm seeing a lot more of that lately. <laughs> Is that right? I, yeah, I've, I'm feeling the extremes. What are you feeling? Yeah, extremes. There. I think in the past year, I've had more people call me who are suicidal than ever before. Uh, and they're and it's a sudden thing, you know. Like they'll be perfectly normal people. These are not people who have had a history of a lot of mental health challenges. These are normal people in business and. And suddenly, literally one day, they're finding that they're having negative thoughts and something's telling them to kill themselves and and they can't eat and they can't sleep. And, you know, so this is um, it's a worldwide thing because we were in Ireland and it's in Ireland. And while I was in Ireland, I was getting called from people from other countries. So this is a phenomena that is happening. And I call it it's almost seems to be like an infection, you know. And then on the other side of it, at the same time, you have people who are changing their their normal 3D paradigms and what they've been doing, and they're quitting jobs that are based on the old system, mm-hmm. and they're moving into decisions to either be healers or do their spiritual work more, or they're taking jobs that do something to promote the health of the earth. So I'm seeing that as well. So there does look like there's these two camps that are going on right now. Yeah, it's like I see the pendulum and like we've, we're going really far in both directions, you know. And, and I feel like I say, you know, it's like, are you living above the cloud line or below the cloud line? And for me, I feel like I'm, I'm above the cloud line and it's taken a lot of work and a lot of I've experienced a lot of tragedy, which I think in Zen teachings, it says pain is universal great awakener. And it sounds like it was for you, too, Angel. I mean, to lose a husband at 19, that's that can bring you to your knees. I think it sounds like that was the catalyst to crack you open. It was. It was. And I had another partner later that committed suicide as well, you know? Oh, my. So I I had, you know, yeah, I have, like you, I've had a lot of death. And it seems those deaths have seemed to be the way that caused, like you say, a cracking open Mm -hmm. for me um, in terms of really deep feeling. You know, when those things happen, you can't help but be feeling to the depth of the core of your being, you know, whether it's sorrow or... And I think there's something to be said for that because people often ask me how I got so uh, psychic or intuitive. And I say by being able to feel deeply without censoring, you know, and I, I think that's, that's the key. You have to be able to feel. And when you feel uh, deeply and I did psychic surgery for many years, that's what the psychic laser therapy is. And when you see what people have, uh, in their energy fields around their body, you just go, oh, my God, you know, no wonder they're the way they are. You know, you experience some trauma. Yes. I mean, we're carrying wounds from other lives. We're carrying, uh, we do have entities, you know, alien implants are real. I mean, oh, there's stuff. There's so much stuff in people's fields. So, now, you is know. that something you can also do distance and Gail? You know, I can, and be honest, I don't do much of it anymore. And um, 
I mean, I can. I, I still will. It's just not my primary practice. Yes. But yes, you can do it at a distance. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So something else you write about that I find fascinating because it's an area of interest for me is the consciousness, subconscious, unconscious, super conscious. Can you tell me a little bit about the differences between these different consciousnesses or realms? Okay. <laughs> well, remember these answers are sources definitions. Okay. Yes. All right. But our conscious mind is is really, you know, it's the us that's communicating right now. It's it's the us that's awake in 3D. Okay, and we each have varying levels of of conscious consciousness. Okay, so it's based. A lot of our consciousness is based on perception and how we see the world, and we get that from. Um, our thoughts and beliefs and conclusions we come to about our experiences. Those make our perceptions of our reality. So our conscious mind is, is moving in a, in a field of perceived reality. Okay. And then you have uh, your subconscious mind, which source defines as the collection of things that we've concluded or believe that we forgot that we did. For, ex for example, let's go right back to our birth, for example, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's say that we're the, we come out and, you know, how children get spanked when they come out, right? They're held upside down and they're given a whack on the behind. And at least that's how it used to be when I was born. And that was supposedly to get your lungs moving. But the baby may not experience it that way. The baby might say, you know, this hurts. It's a violent <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Life life here hurts and they may come to that conclusion from that little experience, but that will run their life. That's the first belief system that says yeah, life it's part hurts. of the foundation so is how I see it. It becomes a very part of the fabric of your foundation. That's right. So they'll always attract things to themselves that hurt them to prove that that belief is real. Yes. Okay. So that's subconscious. And we do that actually with all the experiences that we have. We make associations from them. We come to conclusions about reality from them. And that's what goes in the subconscious. And the problem is, is most of us have no remembrance that we decided certain things or have associated certain things. Okay. The unconscious from what source defines is the part of us that wants to deny uh, parts of our existence. So the unconscious is basically a denial mechanism to not want to know uh, the truth of ourselves. Okay, so it could be anything in there. Okay, but it, are you there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. that's the part we're denying within ourselves. Yes. It's anything mm -hmm. we deny. So that could be on any level. It could be you denying the truth of your relationships. It could be denying uh, a part of you that exists as a spiritual being. It could be you denying any aspect of your life that you really don't want to confront. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that, that is, so I think source defined it as the part of us that wants to deny what it is. Okay. We don't, the part that doesn't want to see the truth with a capital T. Yes. I've never heard of yes. differentiated like this before. I find this fascinating. I think it's very interesting, yeah. very helpful. Yeah. And to me, the superconscious really is, it's the field of all that is that we have the ability to tap into and ultimately become. I mean, we're really destined to become the all that is eventually. Um but it, it does, we can have varying experiences of connecting to it at different times. And I just, I think the superconscious is really 
it is the field of everything that ever existed. And um, it does encompass the awareness of God's source. And ultimately, you know, we're destined or we're meant to become God, man. That's what we're ultimately here doing. Human, so, the, human. the mind of God. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's something you write about in your book and I love reading about. Um, what do you think the purpose of life is? Some people will say this is an, a school. Earth is a school. What would you say to that? Well, Source never says it's a school. Okay. And Source says that life is for pleasure, enjoyment, and bliss. Okay. That's what it's for. That's what creation is for. And I think what's happened is that, you know, when you get down stepped into densities, um, depending on what that density is and looks like and what form it takes, you will uh, not remember the full package, right? You know, the truth is, is that God's source in creation is a field of love and it's, it's made of love and it's all that it's made of. And that's all that's really happening in God's world. Okay. So, you know, coming down here, the purpose of life is really to enjoy it and to play with creation. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is our belief, you know, our programs and our beliefs have distorted that. And we, we really cause our own suffering. Now, even though you and I just discussed how we've learned through suffering, it's not really the ultimate way, you know, to realize God, but it is, it is a way that gets you there while you're at a particular level of consciousness. Okay. I think it's definitely um, a catalyst because that's when we're having those really authentic conversations and asking the bigger questions so the answers can show up. I mean, if things are, I think, sometimes sweet and easy and peaceful and graceful, we might not be going to those deeper depths, you know. Um, but I agree with you. It well, doesn't I, have to be that way. It doesn't have no, to be No, it that doesn't. Way. But I think, you know, uh, we did have a session where Source kind of gave us a little lecture on love. It basically said that we... Uh, we don't know how to love ourselves and we don't hold high standards of love either because if we did, we wouldn't have like a mediocre existence that we're living in that causes a lot of chaotic events in the world. You know, higher standards of love really means that you kind of get what love is in terms of its harmlessness and its completeness. And if you held yourself to that, in terms of how you live your life and what you are willing to accept and all of that, you, we'd, we'd be in a real different place of creation where it wouldn't be boring. You know, it, it would be quite dynamic, actually. So Yeah, there's always something more to create. There's always something more to express or explore. And I, I mean, I didn't feel like that before I kind of had my quote-unquote awakening. I felt like love was out there or what I needed was out there to be happy, but it isn't, it's an internal experience. It's a different way. It's a paradigm shift. Um, you know, it's, it's about really connecting with the heart and the center and learning to love ourselves or relaxing into that space of love within. But that's not what most of us are taught as being a priority in our lives. It's a different way of of experiencing and, and looking at things. Right. That's right. So that's a good question. This will be the last question. I think I'm going to be able to ask you. We have three minutes. So if we are made of love and our purpose is for joy and creativity and expression, why do so many people feel so disconnected from love? Well, again, I think that has to do with our perceptions of reality and our perceptions of ourselves. Because the truth is, is that love that we're talking about is here right now. 
Yes. It's here. It's, it's in our world. It exists. It's something that is here, you know, but our perceptual filters and what we think we're guilty of all interfere with how much of that you can actually experience. Okay. So, you know, again, going back to the self-love idea, you know, guilt plays a really big part in our world. I mean, really all of our systems are created from guilt and punishment and our religions certainly teach it. And, you know, this is what we're kind of programmed to be these lesser things that have to uh, earn their way, let's say, uh, to yes. have something from God. Okay. And it really is deep in the core of all of us. Even if you weren't brought up religiously, you know, this whole judgment idea is pervasive. So that has to go. It completely has to go. We have to give it up already. Okay. Yes. yes. Because yeah. we're, we're not going to be able to experience this love or even get a hint of it as long as we're judging and accusing and blaming it ourselves or other people. Yeah. And that comes down to me forgiveness of self. And that can be a really tough thing to do. Yes, that's right. Oh that's gosh. why it talks about the standards that you hold yourself by. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, you know, you know, how do you treat yourself? What do you, what do you say yes to for yourself? I mean, how well do you really follow those desires and dreams and what do you give to yourself? Because that's not selfishness. That's actually um, a, a prerequisite really for your ability to tune into greater love. It's, you can't do it with so yourself. True. You can't do it for anybody else. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you forever. And Gail, how <laughs> can people get a hold of you and get a hold of this really amazing book? Okay, well, they can get a hold of me on my website, angalerose.com, and that's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com, and also from worldofempowerment.com. The books are available um, from a atimeofchange.info and thenatureofreality.info, or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of those major booksellers. I need to get you back on here sometime and just do like several shows because I think I could talk to you for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I'd enjoy that. (laughs) I got to about like an eighth of the questions I had lined out for you. (laughs) Yeah, We can talk about a lot of things, that's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. My gosh, I just adore you. All right, Angel, thanks for being here. And to my listeners, I'm, I'm always so honored to be connecting with you. Would love to hear from you. I want to connect with you on Facebook or Twitter. My um, website, TammyBPhD.com. That's what this is about. Connection, celebration, dancing our own light and celebrating ourselves and each other. So thanks for hanging out with us. Know you're in my heart and my prayers as you journey forward. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye.